my first time doing this. I've been dreaming of doing this. So, um, so yeah. So, what do we what do we got to do? Oh, yeah, phones. Chris and Nick are nice. I'm really going to be like, you know, Nazi Germany on being strict on that. So no phones, no drinks, even though I had my drink, but Holly put it away. No drinks, bathrooms, you know, out the door to the left. Um, Hold the mic about right here, probably a little further than what I'm doing. You know, no flailing. Um... Yeah, and that, Jonathan, huh? Oh. And? Yeah, put behind the curtain. And I think, yeah, I think that's it. Phones and mic etiquette. Yeah, phones, yeah, mic etiquette. and Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy church. All right. I'm sorry? You're looking sharp. Oh, thank you. You always do, buddy. I do my best. <laughs> what I hear. Yeah. Fifteen seconds. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hake will let me know, and I can respond to your questions or comments. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Good. Um, so, before I get rolling, any questions or comments? Did you have a life this week or No. Nobody had a life? Nobody had to deal with the devil? So you guys came to be taught again? No way. No, no question. Okay. Okay. Nice. Somebody, one person out of a thousand had a life. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't know if I should be sharing this, but uh, uh, I, it was very strange. Um, at work, um, my my general manager cut my shifts fifty percent. Cut uh, your check? No, uh, like uh, I worked four days a week, four nights a week. Now I'm down to two oh, days shift. a week. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was a bad boy at work. Nice. Uh, not nice. <laughs> uh, apparently, I frosted uh, or annoyed two pe- two guests at the restaurant in their fifties, and uh, they said some weird stuff like. Uh, I picked up a lemon off the counter and threw it into their drink glass, and I should have just left it there. You I did, did not that, do- you say? Was that? You picked up a lemon? And there, threw- yeah, no, like a Pellegrino. There was a Pellegrino. I, a large, I served them a large pe- bubbly water, and uh, apparently a lemon fell off the cu- on the table, and I, instead of letting them pick it up, I picked it up for them and put it in the drink according to them. 
which did I did not do. To, oh, you didn't do that? No. So they said I picked it up. Actually, off, it fell on their lap. And I picked it up off their lap. I'm like, okay, whose lap? The lady's lap or the men's lap? Right? He goes, I didn't pick it off their lap. The manager's like, that's obscene what you just did. You picked it off of their lap. No waiter should be doing that. I goes, I didn't do that. Why would I pick it off their lap and go four, three feet up and drop it into their water glass? And then, and then they, they said, also, the sa- they only ordered a salad, two salads, and they were like low maintenance, really. And it was kind of a busy Friday night, and uh, they were just really observing, almost like secret shoppers, but they weren't. And uh, then the, I went several times, and they, they never complained about the salad. And according to the, the review on the internet, they said the waiter na- didn't ask us about, you know, how the salad was. It was kind of terrible. So make a long story short. Yeah, anyway, so um, what happened is uh, they posted online. And because they posted online, my manager says to the second manager, find out which waiter was responsible for that bad review. And they, they checked out, and they go, yeah. And then they called the, re- the, the review online, and they says, can we please get in contact with that customer and um, let them know if, um, what happened that night? And so the, they, my general manager called the customer, and uh, the customer told them everything. And uh, it was very strange, and uh, I just felt like they were... They just had a, a bad night, and they just wanted to take it out on, on a server. And uh, I told um, my uh, other manager, because, look, the busboy was not s- delivering. He was kind of slow that night. I goes, the bartenders were slow. The, the food runner were slow. So how did it finally end? Well, how it ended, it, I got cut. That, uh, last Sunday, they cut my shifts from four shifts to two days. Oh, okay. And then I, I, they, I explained to the second manager, and she explained to the general manager, and they says, well, you know what? We'll, next week, we'll give him back his four shifts. So right. it was a lot of work drama. What did you learn from the situation about yourself? What I learned, I learned, that, I, I learned that when don't rush around guests. Uh, just go at a steady pace. Because if you move in a, like, like, I like to move and hustle at work. And apparently, when you, when you, when you see a 50-year-old guest, they think that you're out of control. They said the waiter was out of control. He was frantic. He was disorganized. And I was so, like, oh, my gosh, I was just hustling. So from now on, I don't go hustle. I just nice. go a steady pace now. Yeah, and I, I went a steady pace on, on Friday, and my manager was shocked at how I was reacting. And because I responded Friday – Good. She goes, okay, next week you're back to four shifts. Nice. So it was quite the drama. And I learned that, that don't hustle in, in front of people that are 40 plus because they'll <laughs> think you're, you're a fanatic, uh, out of control <laughs> server. Yeah, that's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that in front of old people. Yeah, no, don't do it in front of old people. They're right. quick to judge. That's right. Okay, anyway, so I just, that was my drama for the week, but I was like freaking out because I, I, I and Are I talked to people. Out? Was, Did you freak out, you say? I freaked out. And why? Because I was surprised at how much, how shocking the punishment was. 
how severe so, it was. Well, and I thought you, it was going to be permanent. Why did you freak out, though? No, I didn't freak out. I freaked out after the punishment. You know, I was thinking at home and everything. I yeah. mean, I didn't freak out at work. But why did you freak out later? Because I was surprised how it would impact my work. And how did that help you to freak out or the situation? I think it helped me to freak out knowing that the next shift I come in, which was a Friday, was my first shift after I got down to two days a week. And then I realized, okay, I should, guess the guests think that I'm a spaz. Should you have freaked out at all? Yes, because it, it changed me. And now I'm coming to my work 10, days, uh, 10 minutes before my shift. I'm not running like a maniac or hustling at work because people will judge me as being frantic, out of control when I'm not. They're, they're, people are not used to seeing a waiter that hustles. They're, well, why should you have freaked out at all at any point? Because it was a big hit financially. And that's the reason to freak out? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, when somebody hits you, I mean, like, I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm an old man. I guess it, it's not easy. I mean, it's like I'm 40 plus, man. That's, that's, you're, 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 in the work world, you're garbage after 40 plus. Amazing. You're garbage. But it all worked out, though. It worked out, but yeah. I, 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 did, I did some changes. I, uh, I mean, one of the changes, I came in 10 minutes early. The second thing is I'm moving like a duck now instead of like, you know, a, a cougar. At work, and then, uh, <laughs> like, and, right. and then I mean, and then I, I, I talked to my manager again and asked her in detail about the review because she didn't explain it in detail. And then so she's are you done with it now? Are you over it? I'm pretty well over it because I got the four shifts back, but it, it, it really was a wake up call. Okay. Because now I know how other people perceive me, and even if it's wrong, I can get punished for it. Financially punished. I was like, oh, my gosh. They perceive me as being out of control in a panic state. I was like, completely in control. I was Amazing. like, it was kind of scary, actually, right. how other people can impact you financially. Should anyway, you allow other people to impact you financially or any kind of way? Oh, my God. No, you shouldn't. But you can't control nutcases. Well, you can't control anything. That's true. But you can control yourself. You can't even control yourself. Well, you can adapt. <laughs> and right. I, I, I adapted. I, I did about three, <laughs> three changes because of this. Right on. And, they, and now I'm a different person at work. And I mean, people were looking at work going, oh, so, wow, he's so quiet today. He's like... Not hustling like a maniac. Well, so which one, because of time here, which one is the real you? The one that hustle or the one that have slowed the pace down? Which one is you? The one that hustles is the one that's me, real me. But I have to, that's not what people like. Some people, in the, especially 40 plus like. So <laughs> if I can get punished by 40 yeah, year old. 40, 40 pretty old. Yeah, forty to seventy year olds. You know, I yeah. go if if I can get punished by that, and I'm in that I'm in an environment where there's a lot of people. I'm going okay. I have to adapt, or I get eliminated, or slash fired, or you know, saying, well, you know what, you're kind of an old old server. We can do better. We'll we'll get some service in the thirties. I'm goes oh thank you. Who now, told you that? No, that's what they can do because but you how know, do you know that? 
Uh, it's. I mean, I'm, I'm an old server. It's, you're not in demand. You're not in demand. It's like... Well, why do you see yourself that way? The world sees us that way. Why do you see yourself that way? I mean, I, mean, I don't look my age, so I, there's, there's a benefit there. It's like I look significantly younger than I am. But, but why do you see it the way the world sees it? Why do you see yourself the way the world sees it? Because I'm not self-employed. That's why you see it that way? Yeah, I'm not self-employed. If I was self-employed, I was like, guess my, you know what? You know? I didn't say it. Right. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I got control. All right. I got control. Anyway, so that was my restaurant server drama and customer drama. Interesting. Thank you, man. Okay, thank you. At least one person had a life. (laughs) So I got to tell you, uh, when I started Bond 32 years ago, 1990. I thought at the time the world was in a mess. It was like, it seemed like things were really bad then. And so we started working on it, thinking that if we can tell the people to forgive and take control of your life, that somehow or another the world was going to get better. So Because at that time I thought the world was going to change. It would get better again. I now realize that it's never going to get better. The world is not going to get better. Anything is going to get worse. It really is. Because from then to now, 32 years ago, it's a mess right now. You know, I never imagined that things would be as bad as they are right now. And so it can only get worse. And it's not going to change. There was a, um, they say a nurse driving a car at La Brea and Slauson here in Inglewood area. And you could see the nurse, I mean, 80 to 100 miles a scene, going down a, a little regular road, not even the freeway. I can see if she's on the freeway or she's the only one on the road. Did y'all see that? Oh, yeah. And she slammed into these cars like nothing and uh, uh, allegedly killed a baby and threw the baby out of the car seat all the way across the road to a gas station. A little baby. And several people died, I think, more injured. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, wow. And uh, apparently she's still living, right? She survived. I thought she had died, but she survived. A nurse. And so did they say what was wrong with her? Anybody know if she was high in it? Yeah. I don't think it was a nurse. It was an actress, Anne Hesch. Anne Hetchy. I don't know how to say that, but, you know, they were saying she was drinking heavily before on some podcast before it happened. She was doing what? Oh. She was doing some podcast. Was on, on, she was, oh, a, it was doing an, an appearance. Actress, not a, a nurse? Yeah. yeah. You never know the real story when it first Yeah, I'm pretty out. sure it's an actress. Daily Mail. Oh, okay. We'll see, but, yeah. And so she was high? It looks like drinking? she may have been drunk. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. On the cell phone. Well, why not? Everybody and their mama drive on the cell phone now. Even it's not even uncommon to see people on the cell phone right now. That's crazy. And so you have that situation happening. Everybody and their mama drunk or high or something. Are they? I have never seen so many car accidents. Uh, people running into people home at night or during the day when they're sleeping. And... I never imagined that so many people would be given permission to be high on all kinds. The, the government has legalized drugs, 
and because most people don't have self-control, they're like getting on the drug and then driving cars and everything, just creating habit. Um, the crime is through the roof. The, the hatred between the races and against men and women, I never imagined seeing this much hatred and anger. So either you can change, but the world is not going to change. You need to know that. It's not going to change. I remember I was interviewing my friend Bill Lightwood and a couple, about a month ago, maybe two, and I asked him that he believed the world was going to change, and he said, no, I don't think so. And I, it felt like he had given up on the world, but I now see what he means. The world is not going to change. You can change and be in the world and not of the mess, but the world's not going to change. And most people living in fear and anger and worry. So what I want to do is kind of work on, for those who want to change, because most people don't want to change. Most people love their mess. They love this insanity world that they live in within themselves, right? But you could be in it, but not of it. And God said that. Christ said you could be in it, but not of it. And that's so true. So we got to work on how to be in it, but not of it. That can be done. Um, so I want to ask, um, I want to ask, let me do, let me, let me do the uh, biblical question from last week first. How many people know what the biblical question is from last week? Oh, good. You know what it is? What is it, and what's your answer to that? Uh, I believe it's which is easier to deal with the accuser inside or outside? Yeah, a little loud woman. Am I right? Yes. Which is easier to deal with, the accuser inside you or the accuser outside you? And you say, for you? This this question I pondered the most. It yeah, was like back question. and forth, back yeah. and forth. Even on the way here, I just kept thinking like, <laughs> if he asks me, what am I going to say? You know? see, you're the first. And I just, I, I think it's easier to deal with the accuser that is outside of you. Outside of you? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because I feel like when when you have like a little glimpse that you can see then it's you can see why everybody's angry and cuz you cuz you know why you are but when you can't see it when you you're not seeing those thoughts then it's easier just to go along with and be angry so. and what so it's easier to deal according to you it's easier to deal with the accuser outside of you because you can see what they're going, what they're doing. Yeah, like I can see, like uh, you know, if somebody comes up and is angry, then I can kind of, I can see why they're, you know, their issue is with them. Let me just say, millennials have to learn to speak up, speak from the belly. Is okay. it the belly or the chest? Either way, it's good. Okay. Even lower. Huh? Even lower. Right. Elliot helps Yeah, speak from the chest. Okay, so where was I at? Um, you say it's easier because you can see that they can't right, help themselves. Right, And why is it harder to deal with the accuser inside you? Because that one you can't see at times. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. 
So, you know, if you're caught up in the thoughts and the emotion, then you just don't see it. And what does the accuser inside of you look like? Angry, dark, fearful. And you can't see him at times? Sometimes I cannot. Oh. And sometimes I can. And I'm like, oh, you know, when I can, I'm grateful. And I go, okay, it's just let it go by, whatever. So when you can see him, is it easier? Yes. It is? When you can. Okay. And so when you see the accuser inside, what does that, I mean, how do you deal with that? Uh, I try not to react how I typically would overreact. So I just try not to, I just, I just watch it and go, okay, it is what it is. Do you find yourself overreacting at times now? Yes. And, and why? Because I just, I don't know. What does you, give me an example of overreacting. And this is for everybody and their mama. If you want to live in this world, you got to know this stuff. It's a spiritual battle. Uh, like, for example, I, you know, say I go to the grocery store or just other stores and my daughter doesn't like to come with me. <laughs> um, she says that I, you know, look at every, every aisle and I just spend too much time in there. Right. Yeah, I don't blame her. I like and I understand that because I yeah. feel like my mom used to do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so and I go, OK, I'm going to try to just go in there, get what I need and leave. But it just doesn't work out. So and I and I go, okay, I can't control that, right? I just so you can't help that. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I made a list, and I'm going to go in and I'll leave. And sometimes I can't. Really? So sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to go look what's down here and what's up, you know. <laughs> there is something inside of you that causes you to go up and down every aisle. Yes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you don't want to do it, but it tells you you have to. Well, I kind of do want to, but I know I shouldn't. Right. Right. So, so sometimes I get impatient with my daughter and I'm like, why don't you just stay home with your dad? (laughs) You know, and my husband look works like walking distance from where we live. So I go, oh, you could go into the office and, you know, I give her some math problems or whatever, or read or something. And she's like, no, no, no. I want to go with you. So she'll come with me. But then she's like, oh, I want to go. And are we almost done? Or, or is this the last store we're going to go to? And, you know, and Amazing. so I, I, I could see that I get impatient with her. Oh, okay. And that's where I see, like, you know, I'll come home and, and then I, and I'll tell her, like, oh, I overreacted this store. And I've only told her once because I don't want to keep telling right. her over Definitely. and over. But I do see that. And that's something I can't control. Okay. Interesting. And how about you? Which is easier for you? The accuser outside of you or the accuser inside you? It's, um, for me, they're kind of both the same. It's hard for me to answer which one because to me... It's hard to answer which one is easier to deal with? because they're both the same to me. What do you mean? Like, um, the accuser outside to me, like, it seems like it would be more difficult to deal with the accuser outside of you or it's more difficult to deal with the accuser outside of you because that's the one to me that kind of prompts a response like we seem to respond to the accuser on the outside but the response is what the accuser actually is it's what's inside of you that's making you respond to the accuser that's outside so of you. it's easy it's harder for you to deal with the accuser outside but it's really just the accuser inside 
that's that's reacting to whatever it is that's on the outside. So which one is the? In, the <laughs> I guess it's more difficult to deal with the accuser inside of you than it is the I'm one. Sorry? It's more difficult to deal with the accuser inside of you than it is on the outside because to me, um, the you said it's easier to deal with the accuser um, in or easier to deal with the accuser outside of you than it is inside of you. So it's easier for you to deal with the accuser outside of you rather than inside of you. Yeah. And I, why is that? Well, because kind of like what, what um, she was saying, it's you can't really, you can kind of see it coming. You can see that this person is coming at you in a certain way. And at that point, it's whether or not you're responding internally to it. And So it's easier because to deal with the accused outside of you because you see the accuser coming. Mm-hmm. And, and why is it harder on the inside for you? Because you kind of have to, to um, it's if you respond, right? If you're responding to it, then it's, it's basically all just inside of you. You're kind of like projecting. It's the accuser outside handling, doing with their own mess. They're bringing it to you. But if you're internally like reacting to it, then it really is just the accuser inside of you. That's What does the accuser inside of you look like? It stirs around a bit sometimes. It's uncomfortable. It's what? Uncomfortable. It, it stirs inside it. So you have an uncomfortable stirring feeling? Yeah, oh, sometimes. Yeah. And, okay, that's what the accuser look like? To me, yes. And what bring that on? Um, sometimes something on the outside. Oh, I and see. And the internal response yeah. is the accuser kind of mixing things up. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. It, it's a mess. It really is. Uh, did we talk about this Thursday night? A little bit. Uh, okay. Well, I'll go to the ladies first and then. Uh, how about you? Which is easier to deal with, the accuser inside you or the accuser outside you? Um, the accuser outside. It's easier to deal with the accuser outside? Yeah, because I can walk away from that person, right. <laughs> for the accuser. I can walk away. The, the accuser inside of me stays with me. And always has to be tapping on my shoulder. Very interesting. And what does the accuser inside of you look like? I have no idea. You have no idea? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like a little beast. I think of it as a beast. (laughs) You know? Like a little um, Tasmanian beast or something. You know? Just uh, always bothering me. when I. And that's just my conscious. That's just inner, inner conscious to me. That's what I think. And so how do you normally deal with it? When the accuser inside is, I, you know, if I have something bothering me, it's to a point where I can't sleep, I can't eat, I, you know, it just basically controls my every being. Yeah. So how do I deal with it? Is I just have to, it makes me stop and and deal with whatever that problem is, whatever that you know is eating me up. That's amazing. Do you believe that you can overcome that completely? That accuser inside. Or those accused causes um, more than one. Yes, I think, uh, I think I c- you can overcome a situation. I th- always to have never have an inner uh, beast inside of you or inner a voice inside. You. I think that's a perfect world that doesn't exist. I don't. I don't know. So to answer Re- your question, repeat no. that. I'm sorry. What did you say? You asked me if I could uh, control. Overcome the accuser. Overcome the accuser. No, I don't think it can completely be overcome only because that would be a perfect world to and, me. And you don't believe we could live in a perfect world? I would love to live in a perfect world, but I don't think it's here. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. 
Very interesting. Um, is this your first time here? Mm-hmm. This is my son. That's your son? Yes. Whoa. I know. I got all the white guys. He, uh... <laughs> you wouldn't know it. Has he changed? <laughs> A lot. In what way, for example? Um, he used to be very uh, opinionated and boisterous. And not a listener. And he now, he stops and he listens. Nice. Yes, it is nice. Right now, on. if I could just get him to get a haircut, it would be better. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> <laughs> that but would yes, help. He's, it's, he's changed 150% in uh, 12 months, I would say. Right and, on. Nice. Um, well, welcome. Thank, thank you, you for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Um, right here. Uh, which is easier for you to deal with, the accuser inside of you or the accuser outside of you? I think uh, I would say both because they're, ha- they're happening simultaneously. So it's like... They both are easier to deal with? No, they're both hard to deal with. They both are hard to deal with. Yeah, cause and why the, one, the ones outside are so hard to deal with? Outsides are more, it's more judge, judging me and I judge myself. Oh, I, I judge see. myself and then outside judging me too. So and how do you feel about them judging you? Uh, resentful, hateful. Yeah. Why? I just feel like they're constantly just sizing me up, or I feel like they're a threat. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and and the accuser inside of you, what what do what does this accuser inside of you look like? Um, it looks like aggressive, sometimes uh, passive. I would say that sometimes it's still under attack. Yeah. This your first time here? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I was the one that, I guess, a while back, you came to see me when I was in the hospital. Oh, my yeah. Father, I OD'd. And then uh, I called you on the podcast, and uh, I recently got released from prison after 23 years. Wow. Whoa, and amazing. I, <laughs> I, had, I had a life sentence. Um, well, we're going to get you out of this other prison. And, and I, I rode six miles. I was like, I wanted to go to a real church because I came on seeing the, the other churches and I didn't agree with them. So I drove six miles all the way over from the halfway house. On your bike? Wow. On my bike. Whoa. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome, man. Thank you. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're out of prison. Thank you. Now we're going to get you out of the other prison that you're in. Yes, all right. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Right on. Well, welcome. what's your first name? Brian. Brian, welcome, Brian. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> Do you believe that we can overcome the prison on the inside? I and do believe, yes. I, what does it take, you think? I think it takes um, real commitment and um, just a, a, want, a constant wanting, like to really, and keeping your eyes on yourself. And are you doing that? Um, yeah, yes, I mean, I pray every day, morning, every night. Um, I try to watch my thoughts during the day, but I can't say that I'm there yet. You where? Like, perfect. Oh, okay. Amazing. Do you believe you can overcome your accuser completely? Yes. And how? Um, watching yourself, first and foremost, just paying attention to what happens internally inside of you and seeing the little bits of light like you've said once you see those glimpses it really is difficult to turn your back on that and so knowing that and just keep going forward by paying attention and um okay amazing so who wasn't here the guys that were not here Thursday night okay nice um what does the accuser did I say what it looked like Thursday night okay good 
We had an amazing men's meeting this past Thursday. It was mind blowing. What um, what does the which one is easier for you to deal with? The accuser outside or inside of you? The accuser outside, the external accuser, is much easier for me to deal with. And, and why is that? Right. So the simplest way I realized this is, I thought. Um, if, if somebody told me to go kill myself, that would have no impact on me. I would not care. Right. But if I have that thought sometimes, and sometimes it sounds like a really good idea. And so... You had a thought to kill yourself? Yeah, okay. I've had that plenty of times. Um, yeah. And, and the first reaction, like if somebody else told me that, it, I would just... It would have no, no emotional impact on me or anything. I would never say that sounds like a good idea. But if right. I have that in my head, right. just going over and over... Sometimes it starts to sound good. Really? Yeah. And, and who tell you that in your head? Satan. It's, but he can convince you to do it almost? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Why is it so difficult to deal with the uh, accuser on the inside? It's a deception. Deception? It's a deception, in, in, and it, it appears... Other, other than a deception, it appears like it could be true. Or yeah, it could, it seems real, huh? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, do you are there more than one accuser inside of you? I don't know. You you ask, what does it look like? And to me, I just it seems like a like a dark cloud of lightning and lies. Like yeah. I don't. Know, it's just you can't. I can't even wrap my head around what it is. It's like it's nebulous. It's it's un, undefined. It can shape shift. Yeah. It's amazing. Every human being on earth is dealing with the same thing. I don't care where you live, what your language is. Every human being on earth deal with the same thing. Isn't that amazing? Okay. Do, do you believe it's possible to overcome all that completely? I, I do. And I th- how? Um, realizing all thoughts are lies. I really think... I'm not quite there, I still like to, you know, get into my intellectualism and thoughts and yeah. that kind of thing, but it's if 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 you can observe all the thoughts coming and never have an emotional reaction to them, I think that's overcoming the deceiver. And why do you believe that? Um, I guess moments moments where I where I've been able to fully observe the thoughts, yeah. it just feels like a, a relief of that influence. It doesn't feel like that has any power at that moment. Oh, okay. Interesting. Amazing. Yes, sir. Do you believe that you can... Uh, which one is easier for you to control? The accuser inside of you or the accuser outside of you? Easier to control? I mean, to deal with. I think the accuser outside of me... It's easier for you to deal with the accuser outside than inside? Well, I don't know. I can't. It depends, I guess. Um, I can say the accuser, bef- like be- the me before doing silent prayer, would have been easier for me to control the accuser outside of, or I thought it was easier for me to control the accuser outside of me. But now that I, I'm able to see my thoughts, I think I can. Co- control much easier the accuser inside of me and how is that um i'm able to see my thoughts and i'm able to just see and before i even say anything i'm like what am i 
or before I react, sometimes I'm able to be like, wait, hold on. This is too much. So being able to do the silent prayer at all times of the day is, is just, it's become easier for me to control the accuser inside of me. And what does the accuser inside of you look like? I don't know. Like crazy. (laughs) I don't know. Like a crazy, I seriously say it's like a crazy person, like the crazy me, I guess. Oh, it looked like the crazy you? Yeah. Like what could be the crazy me. And why is it harder? And this is this is a fellowship. It's for you to really, because you gotta. The world is not gonna get better, and a lot of Christians and other people cannot. They can't handle what's happening in the world. So, um, why is it difficult for you to? It's harder to deal with the accuser outside of you. Because I can't change the person. I can't change anyone, and it's up to the person if they want to even change. So it's. I just had a, a I, I, ju- I was just with my mom yesterday, and I actually invited her to church. And she's like, I can't have a man belittle me. And I'm like, okay, mom, but it's not even that. You can't it's have a man what? Belittle her. Because oh. I've sent her <laughs> your, your, you know, shows or church or whatever. Right. And it's like. She's it, like, what the? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I hear her thoughts, and I am just hear her sometimes, and I'm like, trying to help her find a solution but my husband's like sometimes people just don't want that help so they just gotta suffer on their own and that's why it's now easier for me to be able to control the accuser inside of me than the accuser on the outside because i can't do anything for that person to change their mind or do anything for them i mean i can't you can't do you believe that you can overcome the accuser inside of you and like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how you do it to be honest with you, but I don't, I, I, there's still times where I still explode and I'm just like, I'll go crazy on the kids or, you know, my husband or (laughs) some crazy driver. And then I'm like, wait, hold on. And then I'll catch myself. So I don't, I don't, I can't say I maybe, I maybe, maybe I will when I get older and I don't care about anybody. But right now, I'm still like, you know. Uh. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I might get to where you are, Jesse. Um, I, was, I was talking to a couple the other day, and they were asking me, you know, Jesse, I go to church every Sunday. And I, when we were at church, my wife and I, we were at church. We, we get along so well. We look like a happy family. But as soon as I get home, we get home, all hell break loose. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's like all hell come out once they get home. That's amazing, huh? Um, okay. All right. Amazing. Yes, Raymond. Which is easier for you to deal with, the accuser outside you or the accuser inside you? The accuser outside of me. It's easier to deal with? Yes. And why is that? Because you, de- you can deal with that, the accuser, outside accuser from a distance. But, but the accuser inside, it may be, uh, it very well may very well be the spiritual equipment of yourself. What does the accuser inside of you look like? This may be hard to describe. But it reminds me of a character from an old Charlton Heston movie. <laughs> and what's that? A towering, uh, 
dark, towering finagle presses, which you go with his mask, and you can only see his eyes. Amazing, man. <laughs> and have you tried to deal with the accuser inside of you? Every time I pray, uh, the, uh, the accuser always uh, accuser always is angry when I I be still. Oh, okay, amazing. <laughs> Interesting. How about you, Asai? Which one is easier for you to deal with? Outside or inside? They're the same. Uh, what that mean? So kind of like... What, they all, both of them are hard to deal with or easy to deal with? No, kind of like what Miss Nick was saying. <laughs> um, they're the exact same thing. They're just the outside ones are projections of the inside. So it seems like the outside is easier because you're only dealing with a projection that is actually coming from within. So if you didn't already, kind of like what you say about anger, no one can make you angry. They can just show you you have anger. So when the people are accusing you, they're really just showing you that you have this... Uh, thing within that's going on. But which one is easier to deal with? Are you saying that? I don't understand your answer to uh, Which one is easier to deal with? The one inside? The one outside doesn't even really exist. So once you overcome the one inside, the projections outside have, they're not, they're not real. So which one is easier to deal with? Well, it seems that the one outside is easier because, like some answers have said, you can walk away or you can do this, but it's only because it's, it's not really real. And so which one is easier for you to deal with? <laughs> what? The, the, the external from a, from a con conceptual is that is easier, the outside one. Which is, one is easier for you to deal with? The, the outside one, but they're not real. It's like fighting with ghosts. <laughs> so the, the one outside is easier for you to deal with? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, for me, the one inside is easiest because once you do that one, the outside ones don't exist. Why is the one outside harder to deal with for you? Probably because it's not real. And uh, you say the one on the inside is harder. Yeah, it's like the that, easier. That, it's like that Bruce Lee movie when he's fighting the mirrors. Well, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it, 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 I'm you, a little confused. Am I? Is it just me? I'm black and slow. What is his answer? Once we overcome, like you say, let, once let, we overcome let's the... Let's start over. Okay. What is easier for you to deal with, the accuser inside you or the accuser outside of you? Inside. It's easier. And why is the outside harder? Because... This is an amazing question, right? Because it's a symptom... Of the one inside. So the one on the outside is harder for you because it's a symptom. 
Right. And what do you mean by that? Like when they give you cough medicine for a cold, that's just medicine to help the symptom. And what is the symptom? The outer accusations and the outer uh, accusers. And, and so for you, the easy one is on the inside? Yeah. And how, why is that easier? Well, because of you. But, I mean, what do you mean? Why, <laughs> how, why is it easier for you to deal with the one inside of you? Well, because through your understanding now of that we have to separate the emotions and the not us from the real us. So every time we get accused, we're just believing the accuser of the thing that's already within. What does the accuser look like inside of you? It shows up in all those projections. What projection? The outer accusers. Oh, okay. They're all just figments of our imagination, like Wizard of Oz. How many accusers do you have inside? Now? No, now. None. None? No. <sighs> okay. Amazing. The young lady in the mask. Which is easier for you to deal with? Um, we can't have cell phones on in the church. Which is easier for you to deal with, the accuser inside or the accuser outside? Outside. It's easier. And how come it's easier for the ones outside? Because the outside one is lying to you. The outside what? The outside one is lying to you. And why is it harder to deal with the one on the inside? Because um, you don't want to trust yourself because you don't know yourself. Can you turn yourself on? What are you doing? You say what now about the one on the inside? It's hard to trust the one on the inside because you don't really know yourself. How many accusers do you have inside? None. Nine? None. Zero. So you have no accuser on the inside? No. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you. Which is easier for you to deal with, the accuser outside of you or the accuser inside? Um, I'm going to try not to frustrate you and not go full Hassan, but you what now? I don't want to frustrate you. So I won't go full in like Hassan, but I'm, well, I'm not frustrated. I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah. I, uh, I see what Hassan's saying, I guess. Which one is easier for you to deal with the accuser outside of you or the accuser inside you? If I, I want to say inside, but if I say inside, you're going to ask me why the outside one is harder. Which one is easy for you to deal with? I understand. Outside you or the accuser inside? I know, I know. Um, it's difficult to answer. I think for me, if I'm talking overall work that has to be done, it's easier to deal with the accuser within. But it's, obviously it's not. So I'll say the accuser outside is easier to deal with. And the reason being is once you do the difficult work of dealing with the accuser within, uh, and you can see that, then you can see it in others, right? Like you say, it's uh, the same thing going on inside of others, outside of you. When you could see that it's easy to deal with because you don't have, like Hassan saying, you don't have this um, projection from within of like, Oh, what there's, 
putting on me, what they're accusing me of, what they're blaming me for, what they're angry at me with. None of that is relevant when you can see what hell they're going through, when you finally have eyes that can see that. So it's easier to deal with the one outside. And why is it harder to deal with the one inside? Well, because um, the one inside is, it's easy for us to think that it's us, but it's not. Why is it harder to deal with the one inside of you? Well, me, like anyone else in the world, because it's all the same problem. I'm going to tell you about me. Don't add people to you. I'm not. I'm Uh, not. Why is it harder for you to deal with the one inside of you? Because it's you have to first be able to recognize it and separate yourself from it and recognize that it's not you. And what does what what does the accuser inside of you look like? Well, that's the difficult part. It for for me, it, it it doesn't look like anything. It has no image. For a while, I thought it was me, or I thought it was all these different false personalities or false images I was presenting to the world, but upon more prayer and reflection, I see that it's, it's not me. So it doesn't have an image. Um, I, don't, I, I don't grant it an image in my head because that gives it power, it gives it more truth, and it's not real. It's, it's not me. It's, okay. You know? Amazing. Um, do you believe you can overcome the accuser inside? Absolutely. How? Um, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to be able to identify that it's separate from you. And the only way to do that is through stillness. Um, you have to start there, in my opinion. For me, I started with when being you say still. separate from you, what do you mean by that? It, well, I guess to put it in terms that we use here, like you, it's, you're always describing it as the not you. But it's so ingrained with us from a young age um, when we're in that fallen state and we can't separate the not you from who you really are, right? The light from the dark. Uh, you think it's you. Every thought, you know, when the person says whatever, fill in any blank. Oh, well, they shouldn't be telling me because of X, Y, and Z. You just, you're locking horns with another devil for no reason other than the fact that it's within you and you think it's you, but it's Amazing. not. Okay. How about you, Frankie? I think you're going to be talking. Uh, I'm the big switcheroo. I've changed about five times already. So what now? I've changed my answer about five times. <laughs> uh, so which had... is easier for you to deal with, the accuser outside of you or the accuser inside you? So I just changed. Right uh, now, as I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's harder for me, uh, I, you know, just kind of thinking about the accuser outside, the uh, that person uh, is easier to deal with than the one in, inside. So let's do the this harder first. One. Which one is easier the, for you to deal with, the accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? The one, uh, the one inside. And the one yeah. outside is... Wait, oh, it's easier for you to deal with the accuser inside of you? Yes. Cause, and, and why is it so hard? It's harder outside of you for you. Okay, so when I hear you say that, when I hear you say that, in my mind... I see that it's harder for me to deal with the accuser inside. That is the one that's the hardest for me, is inside, the accuser inside, because it, it never sleeps. When I go to sleep at night, he's, he's working full-time uh, with all my paranoid thoughts and imaginations and my fantasies. And so the one inside is, is the one I, that I battle with. So the one inside is harder. Yes. Why is it easier to deal with the one outside? Because I, could, I can hear it, and then if I'm awake and conscious, 
I said, hey, that's just, that's just a thought. I'm not going to believe that. But the one, the one outside? Yeah. The one inside, <sighs> I may, I may, uh, I could be asleep and I'll believe it. I'll have, because I've had nightmares. I believe the nightmare is true. Until I wake up and say, oh, I'm believing, I'm believing something that's not true. It's not, you know, the fire, the house is not on fire. I wake up and says, I just had a dream. Oh, and okay. so the one inside is, is the one that you battle with day and night. Do you believe that you can overcome the accuser inside totally? Yes. How? Um, examples of Christ, you know, being still and allowing the Father to fight the battle for you, the Holy Spirit to fight the battle for you in stillness. Okay. And I, I've seen so stories you of saints. Why don't you do it? I do as much as my that I'm able to do. I practice being still, but I think uh, my, my problem is I'm holding on to the world and the things of the world. And so uh, my salvation is proportional to how much I'm willing to let go. Amazing. How about you, anchor baby? That's the anchor baby. This is true. <laughs> Full-fledged. Well, no, just half. <laughs> By way of my dad. Now, oh, so well, which is easier for you to deal with? The accuser outside you or the accuser inside of you? The accuser outside of me is the one easiest to deal with. Why is that? Because it allows me to be the accuser. It allows me to blame. It allows me to also... The accuser outside of me, I can personify it. It's there. It's physical. And you can see these things that you could touch and deal with. It makes you think you have control over them. And like I said, it lets you be the accuser. It lets you blame I mean, that's really why it's easier. So the, it's easier to deal with the one outside. Correct. And why is it difficult to deal with the one inside? Because it looks and feels like me. It looks and feels like you? Correct. And what does it look like? Like me. It, it looks like another looks like maybe inside? Yeah, but just like, kind of like messier hair and kind of <laughs> yelling sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just kind of more raggedy and yelling sometimes. <laughs> but he dresses up nice, though. So. <laughs> Um, and, the, and because the accuser inside of me is harder to deal with, and by the way, the accuser inside of you is harder to deal with for everybody, um, it's the, that's the reason why you should deal with that one, because it's harder. Okay, amazing. How about you, Hank? And then I'll get to my point about this. Amazing. You like this question? It's interesting. This is why you have to keep an eye on yourself. Yes. Which one is easier for you to deal with, the accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? I think the accuser outside of me is easier to deal with. And why is it easier? It, it feels like the accuser inside of me both has my own accusations as well as the accuser outside's accusations. So it's like accusations on accusations. The one, oh, the one inside. Oh, okay. Like it kind of repeats accusations against other people and against myself. And then the accusers outside, um, yeah, they are a pain to deal with. But I think it's only a pain to deal with because I have the accuser inside of me. And how many accusers do you have inside? Um, um, I thought one, but I'm not sure when you ask the question. It makes me <laughs> wonder. <laughs> Amazing. I feel like I uh, I can like kind of personify other people inside my head. You know how like I imagine conversations 
and have conversations with people. So those become like extra accusers inside of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe you could overcome the accuser completely within? I do believe that you can't because I feel like I've seen people who seem to be just living it. But I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if I believe believe that I can. Okay. Yeah. You're not sure if you believe. Right. Okay. Amazing. I see a spider web right here. Y'all oh, see you- the spider web? You saw one. Somebody ain't cleaner. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes. I can't trust God, but I and I have nightmares too. But I could trust a dream catcher. So I just went to the store and I just you, bought one. You say you trust what? I can ca- trust a dream catcher. What's a dream catcher? It catches your nightmares and it looks like a spider web. But it's just like um, Native American kind of. You buy it at the store, you say? Anywhere you could find it. It could just be the spider web right there. That's a dream catcher. That's probably why Bond saves lives. Amazing. Okay. Nice. How about you? Which one is easier to deal with, the accuser outside or inside? Uh, I'm going to say with the outside. It's easier? It's easier to deal with the accuser outside. And why is it easier? Um... I'm going to just piggyback off of what everyone else said because you can, you know, I really like Nick's answer and I agree with it. You know, you can blame it. You can point at it. You see it in front of you. Um, you, can all, you can accuse that for being the reason why you feel a certain way. So that's easy. That act of saying this thing hurt me. And why is it harder for you inside of you? Uh, because... Uh, again, I, I, lo- I love Nick's answer because that was the same thing I was thinking. Um, so it you looks say just everything they said. <laughs> no, I was man. just thinking that no, everything man. he said, I was in, it was in my mind. But oh. yeah, the accuser inside of you looks like you. You know, I speak for myself. You know, he he says the right things. He knows how to get me. He knows how to make me happy. Right? It's not always just anger, feel, and and disgust. Sometimes it's false joy, false hope, false dreams to just make me go up, and then just to shoot me down. Like, oh, that's never gonna happen. Boom. So that's, it's also another form of abuse. Um, do, you believe, oh, do you believe that you could be free of the accuser completely? Yes. And how? Uh, by doing nothing. By doing what? Doing nothing. By doing nothing? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, when the accuser comes and whispers in your ear, you know, I'm going to use an example. Go steal that candy from the store. You don't have to do that, right? Because if you steal it, then you leave the, with candy, but you also have guilt. Right. And then now the accuser is going to say, see, you're guilty. You're this and you're that. So you overcome it by doing nothing. Okay. So when you get that whisper, when you have that temptation or somebody cuts you off on the freeway or something happens, you do nothing. That's the only way to be free because the accuser is going to drive him nuts. He's just going to, you know, like revolver. He's going to bounce around in the elevator and you're just going to keep, you know, cruising along. How do you deal with your wife when she leaves church and go home and now she's mad? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, I walk the dog. <laughs> she said, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so you deal with it by walking the dog? Um, 
No, you know what? Sometimes I try to I try to reason, right? I'll try to reason and explain and you know throw some logic, but then it's like adding gas to the fire sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So you can't reason with then I, I, I I do nothing. Uh, I, I I I say I prove my point that I feel right, but then you've said it many times. You can't argue with the devil, and sometimes it's vice versa, right? I'm not perfect, right? Of course. So, but if you're asking me, I'll I'll put in my two cents. And then I'll just let it sit. And then because when the ego is burning, you, you, you're not there. Right. The ego took over your brain. And, and I'm guilty of it. Um, but, you know, when the ego is there and then all I do is I do nothing. And then, you know, I do the same thing with my kids. If that happens with them, I'll, I'll let them calm down and then go back when everybody's, you know, the air is clear. Amazing. How do you deal with it when he get angry after church? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. If it's him being angry, I just let him be. Because oh, you, you don't argue with anything? Not, I sometimes, I guess it just depends on the situation. Um, but usually I, I'll just, because it's really weird to see him mad. So it's like, that's weird. So I sometimes I'm just like, all right, well, I guess. Um, so really, it depends on the situations. I mean, there's Do times. Do you try to convince him that he need to come down or yeah, argue with I, him? Or I, yes, I have, and I'll tell him like. We, usually, it's like we need to call Jesse, right? So he can like speak some sense into like whatever is going on. Yeah. And you, I would say, what would Jesus do? But then I'd be like, what would Jesse do? So it's like you need to like, try to come Jesus back. Do? The Christian. So, what would Jesus do? Yeah, it just honestly it really does depend on the situation. There's times where I've gone to sleep because I'm just like, well, I can't, you can't beat the devil. You can't right. try to win the devil. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much like what he says. Like, if I'm like, if I'm the one going crazy, he'll let me be the one going crazy. And usually if it's him, I'll let him just be like, all right, cool. Like, uh, okay. Sometimes I'll be like, dude, like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, well, Want me to tell you an easy way to deal with it? Yeah. Call him a girl. Oh, um, you stop right then. No, that does you not act, work. You act like a woman. <laughs> I it have. I've work. told him he, he's just like his mama, uh, <laughs> but he gets like more mad. <laughs> that, that make him more mad? Yes. Matter. <laughs> yeah, it gets him more mad. So I'm like, all right. So that's I'll drop it and be like, you just like your mama. What? And then I'm just like, I'm done. So I'll walk away. Nice. <laughs> but he gets more mad. So amazing. How do you deal with your parents when they're arguing? How old are you now? Eleven. Oh, good. How do you deal with them when they're arguing? Uh, I don't know. I don't see my. I don't really know how I act. Does it make you upset? Yeah. When they're arguing? Oh, when they're arguing, no, I laugh. You laugh? Yeah, it's funny. Oh, good. But when they make you upset, you don't laugh? Uh, no. Why not? Because I'm angry. Say so what? Because I'm angry. Oh, uh, and how do you overcome it? Uh, play video games. <laughs> yeah, you got to do better than that, though. You don't want to use something else to escape it. You want to see it and let it go. Okay. Uh, that's not helping you to overcome it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So don't go. You, it's like somebody taking a drink when they're angry to feel better. So just kind of watch it. Calm down. Let it pass. Okay. Amazing, huh? Yeah. So uh, how about you? How do you deal? Which is easier Which is easier to deal with? The accuser inside you or the accuser outside you? Outside. 
it's easier to deal with the one outside mm -hmm. and why because i think you like i know that i'm just so messed up so i can like see another person and be like wow they're messed up too you know and, and why is it harder to deal with the one inside you because i'm perfect i'm sorry because i'm perfect or you i think that i'm perfect you know it's harder to deal with the one inside of you because you think you're perfect yeah and then you realize that like that's all fake and then you're just like oh i don't even want to see that person you know and there's just like self-hatred and shame and it's like just annoying so you can always like see another person and be like oh look at that messed up person so you say that it's harder to deal with the one inside of you because you think you're perfect yeah yes if you think you're perfect why is it harder to deal with it because i'm not and that's just like intellectually oh, thinking i'm perfect you know i know i'm like so messed up but i'm not even gonna go there and why not because i have more issues than vogue but if you don't overcome it if you ever got married you're gonna I screw know. up the kids I know. You're right. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just, like, learning that I don't think I actually look at myself at all, you know? And why, not, why don't you do it? Because there's a lot there. There's a lot there. You don't want to see it? Yep. Amazing. So you love the way you are on the inside? No. How many, how many cues do you have inside of you? Like, infinite. What do they look like? Um... They're like, you'll never be free. Speak up. They're clear. like, you'll never be free. They tell you that you'll never be free of what? Um, like bondage? Bondage of what? Just like to be able to like actually be a Christian. To be able to actually be a Christian? And what is a Christian? Someone who trusts God. Uh, you don't trust God? I don't think so. And, and why is that? Why don't I trust God? Um, why? Why? Um, I don't know. I think my intellect has just been in the way for like so long that like you think you know and like you don't know. Yeah. And then once that guy was bringing up intellect these past weeks, it's like your intellect is just like for your mom to like show the church that like, you know, the Bible verses. She knows you have no freedom. And how do you know you don't trust him? Well, there's, like, no peace. Like, like, why am I crying right now, you know? Why are you crying? Because I don't have peace. You don't have peace? And how is crying going to help that? Well, it doesn't, but, like, I can't help it. I think, like, you know, this is just, like, that demon, like, probably fighting to be real. Okay. Are you doing a silent prayer? Mm-hmm. Morning and night? I'm sorry? Yes. Every morning, every night? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you believe you could be free of that? Totally. I always knew that this and, wasn't real Christianity. Like, there's no way God would, didn't want their child to be free. And if you believe it, why aren't you free? Because maybe I only know it in my intellect. Speak up for me. Maybe I only Speak know it. Speak from your chest. Maybe I only know it in my intellect. Right. So what's making you cry right now? Um... You know, just like it's embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing? Yeah. And why is it embarrassing? I mean, that's only my ego, though, because I'm really not embarrassed. Like, you I know, know, Matthew, why is it embarrassing? You're speaking from the intellect again. <laughs> why is it embarrassing? Um, because it's clear, like, something is wrong. Like, you know, like, she doesn't have peace. So what now? It's clear something is wrong. Like, I don't have peace. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> What? That's it? <laughs> yeah, but don't feel embarrassed. Cool. Yeah, don't feel embarrassed. All right. Um, one other quick question. Do you believe that you could be free? I do believe I can be free. And if you do believe it, why aren't you free? Because I have no control. You have no control? No control whatsoever. Oh, okay. Do you believe that you could be free? Yes, or I, w- I wouldn't be here. <laughs> and, and why aren't you free already? I what think, is preventing you from being free? I think what's preventing you from, from being free is, uh, I think it's my lack of concentration when I do the exercise or my lack of uh, wanting to give up my ego. Yeah. Why don't you want to deal with it? Um, why, don't, why don't you deal with it? Why don't I deal with it? I think because I still, in my mind, I still want to go out and, and do the same things that I've been doing. Oh, okay. But there's something that's always pulling me back. Amazing. And I'm kind of afraid that, um, like, I believe that, like, when Roy died, I felt like like my whole world was gone. And I felt like you're my only connection to God and to common sense that I could, uh, that I could rely on. And if you were gone or something like that, I wouldn't be able to connect, have a direct connection with God. So I'm really afraid to, ain't losing you. And I just, I've been through all this hell, and I, I believe, I wish I'm, I was close enough to that hell to get me free from it. Okay. And I want to be a, a perfect person, and I want to be able to feel and connect with God like you do one day. I just, I'm afraid that I'm not. Well, stay with the silent prayer, right? Do the silent prayer, and, and then I'm going to tell you in a minute what else to do. Okay. And you'll be fine. How about you? Do you? I don't know if I asked this. Do you? Are you free? Do Do you believe that you can be totally free? Mm. Um. At At my age now, I kind of look back and I I think I could have been. I'm hoping I can be. Right. Um. But sometimes I'm always second guessing that and thinking I'm running out of time kind of thing like i'm we, i'm older now and this should have been a long time ago so being that it hasn't um i'm hope i'm hopeful yeah and and do you tell yourself that you're older now and this should have happened a long time ago do i tell myself i know that it is the, the way How it is i just live in the night i'm 65 you're 65 mm-hmm. I- i'm older than you that's good thank god that's not working (laughs) no No, but but, so you tell yourself you're older now and it might not happen before no i don't say it might not happen i always am hopeful i pray but um what does freedom look like to you you think Ooh. um i really don't know because i had um I wasn't. Tell her not to make so much noise. 
the, the, the uh, microphones are picking up all the noise. So okay. what does freedom look like? I, I'm, I'm not sure because I had a rough childhood. I had a rough this. It looks, I would think, uh, to be free, just happiness, just to be happy. Um, you know, I've, that's what it looks like to me. Oh, okay. Anybody here believe that you could be free? And how can you be free? Uh, first step for me would be to to trust and to know. Uh, I know you won't push back on the idea that like I have a lot of I do a lot of second guessing. I do a lot of thinking my way around a problem. Um, but in the same breath, I I truly know that like it's not about what you know. Or like what you think. It's more about like the wisdom you can extract from it. And and that really comes with like trusting that what's in front of you is so if enough. You be, if you believe that you can be free, why aren't you free already? Well, uh, you asked me the question. I didn't want to say I am free right now because then you would ask me again. <laughs> I'm sorry? I didn't want to say that because then you, I thought you would ask me the same question again and made me answer it. But I mean, I will say through prayer over the last, you know, I will say this. Before I started doing the silent prayer, I would meditate. I would try other things that were like it. And I was trying to fix a spiritual problem in the physical realm. So are you free now? I'm more free now than I've ever been. So I think that my answer would have to be yes. Like I've never been more free than I am now. Are you more free or are you free? I, I couldn't tell you because I have no concept. If I've been in, if I've been living in prison in hell my whole life, I don't know what, I might not know what free feels like, but I know that I'm more free now than I've ever been. But you don't know if you're free or not. I, I have nothing to compare it to. What so does I don't, more free feel like? I feel like, let's talk about the accuser outside to stay on topic. Like, I don't, there are very few people in the world that can make me be in the world. Like, I can. What does more free feel like? It feels. And Arena, we got to stay on top of it because of time. It too. feels lighter. It feels easier. It feels like I don't need to worry. Um, I don't need to be fearful. I don't, like, honestly, I, I, it's steadier, I guess. It's not like up and down, up and down, up and down. It's just steady. Before, I might have thought that was boring and I might have wanted to cause chaos for myself. Okay. But now it's nice and just smooth sailing. Do you believe that you could be free, completely free? Um, intellectually, I do. I don't know if I have faith in it. Um, but just, just like the idea of the truth will set you free. Like to me that in my intellectualism, that makes sense. Like you're not holding on to a, a false image. If you're not perpetuating, um, like a, like a control of every situation. Um, basically like living in truth seems like freedom to me. I, I don't know if I have faith that I, I could do that. That you could be totally free? Right. But intellectually, you, you believe it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. How, what, what do you want to say, Nick? Do you believe you could be totally free? I do believe that. And why do you believe that? Um, well, well, let me just say freedom. I, I see it as being free of this ego, this Satan, really, being free of that. And so I believe you can be free of it because... In a sense, I've seen 
I've seen Satan bleed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, you bleed. I've seen him bleed, and what I mean by that is, you saw the devil bleeding. I did, and 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 what I mean by that is, in this war, we've been talking about the ego, right, a lot, yeah. and in this war with the ego, uh, you can hurt the devil. You can hurt him because that pain you feel when you're dealing with life and all that, that's the devil. He's feeling pain, and so you can you can hurt him. And as you, I've seen him hurt, and the more you, he's hurt, the more you go through that pain, the easier it is to deal with. And I believe that's becoming free of the ego. I think the logical conclusion of that is total freedom. The one thing I want you all to know, those out there in TV land and those in here, you are already free. You are already free. The only thing that got you thinking that you are not free is if you believe the thoughts and the feelings and you have identified the thoughts and the feeling as you, so you, you are, are, are overreacting to that. If you were to, if you really, really want to be free, you need to stop right now thinking that the thoughts are your own and the feelings are your own. You are not the thought, that's the ego nature, which is of the devil. And because you have identified with it for so long, you're just convinced that it's you, and that's the only thing that keeps it. You're not enslaved. You're not having pain. You don't have fear. You don't have doubt. You don't have anxiety. You don't have worry. You're not a drug addict. You're not an alcoholic. You're not any of the things that you're claiming that you are, right? In reality, you are already free. Christ came, and he set us free. He defeated the devil. And because no one have told you why growing up, don't be angry because everyone that's angry identify with the not them. They really think that the thoughts are, are who they are and the feelings. And I, I was driving down the road the other day and I saw an old clock. You know those big clocks that used to ring and make a lot of noise? And they have this thing swinging like this up and down. What do you call that? Yeah. Clock. Yeah. And if you pay attention to you, you're going to see that you're emotional. Uh, there's like two sides to, to you, right? One side swing up, you feel good. Next side swing down, you feel bad. Next side swing up, you feel bad. Good. you like that thinking that it's you, and it's not. It's really not. You're really already free. You're suffering your ego is suffering. The, the devil's nature is suffering inside of you. And because you identify with that, you think that is you. And the devil just made you swing back and forth into time. He made you think about the future. And the future seems like it's going to be good, so you feel good. And then as soon as you're feeling good, the clocks, the little things swing this way. Now you feel bad. And you go, oh, poor me. I remember a hundred years ago when I robbed a bank. <laughs> and then you, he got you with that, and then he'll swing you back up again, and you'll say, well, I robbed a bank a hundred years ago, but I ain't robbing a bank now. So now you feel good for a moment, and as soon as you feel good, you go unconscious again, and the devil caused you to swing it. Have you noticed that in yourself? You're up and down, right? Like, like we were talking about, I, I was talking to a couple the other day, they feel good at church. But as soon as they get home, another reality set in. Now they're like angry, they're lonely, they, they don't have to put on an act. And so the other reality drop in. If you were to 
so when you're feeling, the ego seemed to be feeling good, if you were to look at that right then and say, oh, look, it's trying to make me think I feel good, it'll start to disappear because the light of God is taking away the darkness, right? Or when you're feeling bad, you have this terrible worry or pain or feel like death inside your body. If you see that it's not you, it wouldn't bother you at all because you would know it's not you. The real you is not feeling anything. You are really free. It's just that you've identified, and the world makes you identify with things. Identify as a drug addict. Identify what people think about you. Identify with being an alcoholic. If you are, if, have you noticed that if you're not an alcoholic, you don't wake up in the morning and the first thing you think about is a drink. Right? You don't think, let me have a drink. Because the alcohol is not your issue. But whatever Satan has convinced you that is your issue, that's what you think about the first thing in the morning. And, and through the day, the devil makes you believe that. You are already free. Christ said it is done. He has freed us up. He defeated the devil, except the devil is living in the mind because, you know, when you become angry, you become one with the devil. The fake identity, Satan pretended to be God. But if you really, this is why I want to encourage people to pay attention to what's happening inside of you. And you'll grow into understanding, and the understanding will set you free. But what has to happen and will happen is all of your thoughts and ideas about anything will disappear. You only think that you're enslaved. It's not reality. You only think, and, and, and um, these uh, things that live inside of us, the accuser, the accuser can come into, in fear. He can look like loneliness. He can look, how many can get lonely sometimes? Oh, okay, good. What does loneliness look like to you? Um, it's only, I was actually going to ask you this at the end. I feel lonely when I pay too much attention to like the time passing. Uh, I usually don't notice time passing much. I don't pay much mind to it. So but, lonely look like time passing? Yeah, like I feel like time is just like like the like there's one of those hourglasses and the sand is just like running out and I'm just like I better do something quick cuz like I'm running out of time if I don't do something soon and that's the only time I really feel lonely now is when I What you you get lonely at times? I didn't answer. I didn't answer. Oh, you didn't raise your hand? No. Oh, okay. Do you get lonely? I guess. Yes like no. right now, yes. I'm sorry? I feel lonely right now. You feel lonely? And what does... Alone. Look, How alone? about that? Yeah. And what does that look but like? But that's just my ego because I know... What does it look like? It just looks like isolating. Isolating. Nice. Uh, and what does it look like to you? Um, loneliness. Um, it's like it's an impression that I'm the only one going through what I'm going through. Oh, okay. Amazing. And how about for you? What does you raise your hand? Did you raise your hand? What does loneliness look like to you? For me, it's a, like a separation from God. That's exactly what it is. There is no such thing as loneliness. It's a detachment from God by believing the lies. Loneliness is just a word 
just think about the word loneliness, right? It's just a word. And when you and what happened is Satan defined that word or the world has already defined it for you. And so but there's no such thing. It's just a word. And so but because we've been taught that when that when that, I guess, feeling come, Satan defined it for you. Now you're like, oh, I'm lonely. When you don't when you're not married or you're not dating or you don't have a bunch of friends around. It feels like loneliness, but it's not loneliness. It's just a turning away from God. You've been turned away from the Father. You're not lonely for anybody or anything on earth. You just say you turn away from God. So if you stop seeing it as loneliness, but recognize it as a turning away from God, you'll be fine. But you got to see the reality of what it is and not the ideas that the world have taught you and what you define it to be. There's no such thing as loneliness. This is why most people can't even be alone. They, Satan tells them, oh, you are lonely. And they're like, yeah, I'm lonely. I better go find me a husband or a wife. And they get the husband and wife, and all they do is fight the rest of their life. And then they have children, then they divorce, and now they're fighting over their children. Because you, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fake idea. It's not even real. It's just a word. What do you think about that? It's amazing. Isn't that amazing? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do it you, really is. It makes sense? It makes total sense. Yeah. And I, the only way I know all this because I'm going through this stuff. I'm allowing myself to go through whatever I'm going to go through, right? And then going through it, and that's what I mean when I say you got to go all the way through it, right? You got to just let the ego nature die. You got to go through let it go through it. And the wisdom will come as well as the freedom. But you'll see that you're already free. You're going to want to kick your own butt when you start... <laughs> When you really see that, you suffer for nothing. It's all the ego nature. It's not you. There's no such thing as loneliness. There's no such thing as feel good, feel bad. All these things are illusion. Only because you believe the lying thoughts. And this thing about you being too old, you're still alive. You still can breathe. God, he's not into time. He doesn't care about that, right? He cares about the one that seek him and come back. And so I seek him. So don't let the devil tell you, oh, you're too old now. You don't have much time left. It's all lies from the devil. Be grateful that you're still alive so you can overcome the anger, the, the, this imagination. You, you're free. You're not, you know, God is not about time. He's present. The devil is like that swinging clock thing. He swings up into the future, which is time. He swings up into the past, which is time. And neither one exists. Whatever, you, whatever happened this morning before you came to, to the meeting, it's over. It doesn't even exist at all, except in the mind. And if you really look around you, you think, wow, whatever I did this morning doesn't even exist. But Satan reminds you of it, and it seemed like it exists. It's not real. You could be free if you just watch those thoughts and let them pass and know that it's not you. It's not God. It's the devil deceiving you. The pain body is the nature of the devil, not you. It's not happening to the real you, your soul. It only happened to the fake you. Isn't that amazing? What do you think about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's uh, 
I think it's perfect, perfect answer. Yeah. I like listening more and talking. Right. And I learned that through the years, and I, I think what you said is, man, it's like 100% correct. Be slow to speak and quick to hear. You're right about that, man. No. Who do you think about? Yes. Oh, uh, no, it's just some okay. nonsense. Uh, what do you think I, about I, that? I did, I did exactly what, uh, what you were saying. When I separated from God, I went straight back to the woman. Yeah. I found a woman. And that's, if you remember, um, that was my original problem in the beginning. Yeah. So I found myself going back to that since I was feeling the loneliness and the separation. So now that I'm here, I'm starting to understand that I got to draw closer to God and less and more away from the woman yeah. before I could go back to the woman. That's right. Exactly. Um, on my show, like we talk about, uh, some people feel that white people think that they're superior to them, especially black people. And some people feel like they're, in, you know, inferior. Anybody else feel that feeling of inferiority? You feel inferior? Yeah? You felt that before? I'm sorry? And what did it feel like? Um, comparing yourself to anybody. Well, when I would compare myself to anybody, I would always put myself below them in pretty much any situation. Yeah. It's like married couples, the, the, the wife feel inferior to the husband. And so the husband walk all over her because he love, hate that weakness, right? She's not going to really stand up for herself in the right way and blah, blah, blah. And likewise, when men feel inferior to their wife, the wives walk all over them, right? And, and it's crazy. Do you, have, you ever had that feeling of inferiority or superiority? Yes, I do. And what does it feel like? Which one? Or both? You had both? Probably both. And what does yeah. superiority feel like? Like I'm in control. Yeah. Yeah. And what does inferior feel like? Uh, like I have no, no control. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the reason I bring that up, those are just words too. There's no such thing as inferiority or superiority. There's no such thing as that. It is just a word made-up word, and if you have anger, and if you believe it, you're going to feel that way. And you will compare yourself to others, or you'll be shy, especially if the person have a title, or you like, you'll be shy and insecure of a title, a dumb title, because you believe something about the word. It's just a word, no such thing as inferiority or superiority. It's just a word. And if you don't identify with that word, it will never be your issue. I don't care who you're in front of, who you talk to, how many degrees they have or don't have, who, what color they are, male or female, cat or dog, you would never feel that, but you believe word. We've been, the Christians are being used with words too. They, they believe in words just like the secular people, and they have been ego-driven by words. It's just a word. You know what I mean? Anybody disagree with that? It's just a word. So stop using these words. What do you think about that? Me? No, right here. With the green shirt. Uh, I don't have an opinion right now. Does it make sense? Uh, what, can you can ask me the question again? Because I, uh, I was daydreaming for the last uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, see how he's in his room, but his mind is somewhere else. <laughs> I was looking at a little kid crawling underneath, and that oh. distracted me. Um, but it was you, cool. Do you ever feel inferior or superior? Oh, I mean, of course. Most, I mean, it's human nature to feel 
inferior in many, many ways. How, is, and what do you mean when you say it's human nature? Uh, it's just like... Until you have more faith in God, your life will be miserable. Amazing. And how do you have more faith in God? Uh, don't live in the past. Don't live in the future. Live in the moment. That's one of them. Uh, stay still is another. Yeah. Uh, another one is don't compare. Exactly. Um, another one is try to control your body. Right? You know, if your body's controlling you, then there's something wrong. Right. If your mind's controlling you, there's something wrong. Because of time, he's right about that. So here's what I want to encourage you all to do out there and here. You got to get rid of all um, identities. All these words that you've identified with. All identity must disappear. That's, what have, that's the only thing that's keeping you back. Because the devil and the devil's children outside of you, they are using words to manipulate you with. And they are, I believe me, they're catching hell too. They're going through it. That's why they're trying to use word against you because they're having so much problem within themselves. What they're doing to you, they're doing it to themselves. But you must overcome all identities, all the definition with words and things like that. Let them pass. It's not true. It's a lie. It's a setup. And you believe it, it becomes true to you. But that's not who you are at all. And don't worry about who you are, but be concerned of watch who you're not. Because if you try to define who you are, then you're going to try, the devil use that against you, and you'll try to become that way too. Oh, I'm a Christian. Uh, well, you know, I this. Don't identify with anything, any words at all. Any words. The world has set us up. Our parents set us up. Our, the, the schools have set us up. Friends and everything. You got to overcome words. All words are identities. You have to use words to communicate, but you got to get rid of these words. They just have no meaning except to enslave you. All right? That makes sense? That makes sense to you? In what way does it make sense? It just makes sense when you said about the age thing. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about age. Because I don't feel the, the number that they stuck on me. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and the real you is what's not feeling that. You are a spirit inside of a body, and the real you is not feeling age at all. The real you not in a rush to die. The real you never dies anyway. The body, it, it leaves the body at some point, but you never die. And so when Satan tells you, oh, you're too old now, you're getting old you're going to be dead before you can make it. It's all lies. Right. It's just words for you to believe. So stop believing those words. All right? Mm-hmm. Amazing, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. So did this make sense at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. We've been set up. We really have been set up. And so whatever... Yes. No, I just wanted to... Uh, I wanted to say that even into that, like... Sort of like with Job, he didn't identify with his body. Yeah. He didn't identify with the thoughts. He didn't identify with, with anything except for God. Um, so similar to the age thing or when he started, to, his body started to go, you know, go crazy. Just not identifying with anything and being all in. Yeah. Yes. 
drop all your identities, everything you've learned. Even here, don't learn this. Let it go in one ear and out the other one. You have the Holy Spirit. He'll, he'll teach you the truth of that, everything we said today. But you got to not trust the intellect. The intellect is your enemy. The intellect is your enemy. Once you start to overcome these things, then there's a higher intellect, which is, uh, oh, you got to go to get yourself some food at the store, or you got to fill your gas with, uh, your car with gas. And this is just practical thinking. Your mind is being renewed so you can do practical thinking, but not the imagination and thoughts. You got to, God said, bring every thought, every imagination into captivity. And when he said that, he meant everyone, the one that build you up, the one that let you down, the one that let you compare, the one that want to be like somebody else, the one that on the ego trip, you have to let them all pass. Bring every thought into captivity. The one that said, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too pretty, I'm too ugly, I'm too this, let them all pass. And you'll be free. This is not you. You got to let the thoughts go. That's why I, I encourage people all the time to know thyself and you're going to discover the depths of the hell that you've fallen into. Believe in words, being traumatized. All right? Any questions about that? Did this help you in any way? In, in what way? Was it helpful? I guess just hearing different perspectives. You know, it's uh, relieving to know that I'm not the only one going through the same hell. Um, but I always walk out of here learning a little bit more about myself yeah. and I try to apply it. So I think it's one thing to learn, but it's more important to apply. Yeah. So if we don't go home and practice and, you know, we can come here, you can give us the prescription yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But if we don't go home and apply it and be still and relax and just understand who we are, nothing will change. And then in all honesty, you're not going through hell. Right. It's the devil going through hell feeling like it's you. Because the devil want to hang on to your soul. He has made a promise that he's going to uh, deceive every man, woman, and child. And he's doing that by playing God. He will answer all your questions. He will speak to you as though it's from God. Eventually, that will flip over. And then your faith will be in God and not in the devil. It will change, but you got to stay with it. God will renew the mind. All right? He will renew it. Amazing. So what I encourage you to do, folks, is do the silent prayer and just watch. No matter what happens, don't protect the ego and just watch and get up and go to work and do your daily chores or whatever you do during the day. But you got to doubt every thought and stop repeating the thoughts because you're justified by words and you're condemned by them. It's just words. Really, when you overcome, you're not going to believe I used to believe these words. I used to identify with words, thinking that that's who I was. I thought I had feared. I thought I had doubted. I thought I didn't believe it. I thought this. And it was never you. Never you. It was always the false identity. So all identities must disappear. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, any announcement? Uh, if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can go to online, rebuildingaman.com. Or call 800-411-BOND. All right? Thank you for your support. And, and, and one last thing. You got to be committed. You got to. It has to be personal to you. That you're going to fight for your own life. Nobody else is going to fight for your life. And, and, and they can't anyway. But you got to fight for your own life. You got to do it. 
Don't expect anyone else to do it because other people don't want you to get better. They are miserable. They, misery love company. The, the devil love company, right? So all thoughts and all feelings are all lies all the time. Stop identifying with it. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your donations and support. I appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. Amazing. Oh, I forgot to uh, mention my brand new biblical question, but I'll do it now anyway. Uh, do you fear evil? Do you fear evil? Isn't that an amazing question? Huh? She asked me why, why it's funny because I chuckled when you said it. it Whenever I hear the new biblical question, I have different reactions. Alright, do you fear evil? You, you don't? How do you know you don't? What does evil... Okay. Well, we'll get into it we'll get next week. Yeah. Raymond, you had your hand? Yeah. Uh, Nick is coming with the, donut, the offering basket for cash, and James has the credit card. Uh, Raymond, you feel evil?